follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Crosstalk with Black and Dallas brought to you by Steinhoffels for Chicagoland locations. A shop at the one in Vernon Hills, the newest one in Harwood Heights near the airport. Time to start thinking about new furniture. That's the place, the only place to consider shop Steinhoffels today. What's up, boys? What's going What's up, on? What's going on? Lots going on, a matter of fact. Busy weekend and uh, the combine. It was. And, and uh, the stretch drive is the way I'm calling it. Like what do for, you... for uh, Ryan Poles, like, here we go. Yeah, I think was, things are going to happen this week. What are you expecting to hear from Ryan Poles tomorrow? Uh, How revealing do you nothing. believe he will oh, be? Oh, he won't, he won't say anything. Nothing. He's not he handles every uh, yeah. interview with... Uh, so when we ask him tomorrow... What are your plans at quarterback? You don't think he's going to tell us. He's going to say that they have a lot of great options. They have Justin Fields on the roster who's uh, developing and that they have a ton of potential. Do you think he'll them. still give us yeah. the Justin Fields' yes. developing until, until he's, presentation until at this point? Until he's traded, he will okay. speak of Justin Fields as if yeah. Justin Fields is the future of the team. Okay. I've got homework for you, Sylvie. You've got to come up with a question the way you did with Jed about the stake. Oh, when going right. after when asking yes. him about Otani, you need to come up with some form of stake question about Fields and Caleb Williams for well, Ryan Pohl. Let's workshop this here. Like, it's hard because they only give us ten minutes with him. You know, so like everything quick happens question. quickly. A, well, he listened. He's not giving you anything. anything no, that's true. So. Yeah. Well, but I mean, remember, a year ago at this time, he was way more transparent than we ever thought he would be. Yeah. But I think they knew that they were at least going to give Fields one more year at this point. Oh, yes, like, I think they know what they're going to do regardless, but I think it's a, it's a more s- delicate situation. They were still in the, in the evaluation process yeah. at this time last year. With I think Justin. this is a much more delicate situation. I don't think he's just going to say to you guys, "Yeah, we're shopping Justin. Yeah, and we're taking yeah, a quarterback either. with the number yeah, one I don't pick." Either. I think mm-hmm. he'll he'll it'll be gray yeah. gray area. He'll yeah. he'll talk nice about the player on the roster. I mean, doesn't not, do him any good to reveal his plans. No, he doesn't uh, trash former no, Bears either. He so he's going to talk nice about yeah. the player. They have a lot of great opportunities. They control the draft. That's what he'll say. He's going to say we control the draft at mm-hmm. number one. That's what he's going to do. They're always looking to improve the roster. I was reminded in by Courtney's article she wrote today that last year at the Combine, he, he changed hotel rooms because he was inundated with so much communication. Hmm. And he was trying to get Which away from Which I think is it. weird. Are, yeah. are people knocking on his door? Like, I mean, Don't you just unplug the phone? Other GMs? Yeah, other GMs, other people. Brian, you in there? Hey, hey. We don't, you, don't you want knocks? We'll take we the number one pick. pick. Yeah. Well, I think maybe he realized he was going to deal with one team because wasn't the story that he was going back and forth with the Panthers and then he they needed to include DJ Moore. So maybe by then... Well, you could tell the front office, don't let any calls up except for the Panthers. Maybe they were knocking. Yeah, uh, Aren't they calling his cell phone, though? This isn't Vegas so. where like you need the key to get up to the room. Well, this is why I thought it was odd that you, he changed hotel rooms. Or was it Bears fans? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? I don't understand Cap that. Cap and Jonathan they... were there. Can fans oh, just go Cap. to the combine? Cap and Jonathan oh, were Cap there. Cap was knocking on his door. Hello. You know what Cap would say about someone that moves hotel rooms after someone's knocking on the door too many times? 
Take that? Oh, it would be a cowardly move. Uh, <laughs> It'd be a cowardly. Come on, you guys see that setup? That came from a mile away. Come Man. on, now. what was the cowardly move? I'll show it to you during the break. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were gone. gone. That he was gone. gone. Yeah. He, said that, he said that. He said, uh, <laughs> he said that Justin uh, opting out of took following the coward's the bears. way out. Yes, unfollowing the bears took yes. the coward's yeah. way out, and it was aggregated. <laughs> And the blog boys got after it. I don't think that is a strength of, or it shows a courage a or anything. It has like a million and a half views now. Yeah, a lot Every, of people saw it. Yeah. Really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. To be fair, uh, Abdallah and I, we didn't call Justin a coward, but we, we agree with the, the idea, the concept that Cap had about Justin Fields. Like, we trashed Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, no doubt. We yeah. trashed him. For saying you that he needed like to turn off the TV. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. call it like it is. Yeah. If you're... The leader of the franchise, the quarterback, is so bothered by this discourse of the conversation about the number one pick, Caleb Williams, will he be traded? Uh, it's that, a little... That's different, though, isn't uh, it? it, it I if, don't know. The televisions are on in a communal locker room, and you say, turn the televisions off. That's what off. I said, yeah. You turn them... Like, it's different than your own personal Twitter. Yes. Justin can do whatever the hell he wants with his own personal uh, Twitter and social media, and it doesn't bother me one bit. And it doesn't say anything about how tough this guy is. He's shown me and all Bears fans how tough he is. He is. But if mm-hmm. Trubisky would have done it, we would have killed him. No, not true. Yeah, oh, yeah, not for sure. I absolutely would have killed well, Trubisky. If listen, Trubisky was out there saying that he had to unfollow the Bears because he couldn't deal with the mentions, we would have killed him. Because Fields is still posting stuff on Instagram. Like a week ago, last week, he was posting workout videos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's taking a social media break. He did something intentional. Yeah. Unfollowing the Bears is an intentional move. I was going to say, it is a statement, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can undervalue it or overvalue it. This is how young young people, I was going to say young athletes, but young people communicate 1, in some ways. This is how you do the, I know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I want you to know that I know what you're doing. Right. That's yes. what it is. Right. This is the way that young athletes yeah. communicate. Absolutely. So, I mean, that does. I'm not... Here's your icebreaker. I'm not confused about that. Your icebreaker is for him. You got to ask Ryan Poles to rate Eberflus's new look. I haven't seen what does it. He think? Is he got, it's, he, it's rate smooth. the new look. That's the it's ice facial hair. Yeah. You got to break great. the ice with facial Ryan Poles hair. a little bit. You got to you got to nice ease haircut. him into the he interview. Had a quarter zip. He looked yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He look looked good. Up. He's cleaned up. He looked. No, you know, Poles has dropped a ton of weight too. They both look good. He's got the beard now. This is full beard. Look at like, it. No, like, no, 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 not full beard. Not full, like, like Waddle, this is luck. how I would say it. Eberflus looks big city now. Yeah, he got the glow up. He looks big city. He's not city. in India any longer. He's not in India anymore. Oh, look up new look. Big oh, no, city. Here, just click on this. He he looks like a man who got a secret uh, extension. It's a it's a slick oh, look for a big ya. city guy. I see you, he Matt. He got a little high and tight. Yeah, see? He yeah. got the he's got the beard going. Yeah, it's I good, see you. It's a good he doesn't even look like the same guy. Right? right? Exactly. Right. He doesn't look confused. Listen, you want no. he, Hey, people wanted a new coach? Guess what? You Polish. got one. You got a new coach. <laughs> you got Stunned. a new coach. Who's yeah. that? That's, That's Shane Waldron. Waldron. Yeah. That's Shane Waldron. <laughs> We, Shane needs to go into Matt's office and get a little, you know, a makeover yeah, for Shane. Well, just like the hair, the facial hair looks good. Can't unplug Shane. Now you know what he needs to do next hmm. before anything, any decisions made. Come on, you guys know what he's got to shave the beard and no. just keep the mustache. No, no, no. no That's no, no, how no, you become no, a championship no. coach. Any no. facial hair, any has facial been hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Ask Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe okay. Madden had the beard. Yeah, I think this is fine. Oh, Bears related, though. That's fair. 
These aren't the Cubs. These aren't the Cubs. The Cubs. Lovey didn't Small have sample uh, they got the Super Bowl. They didn't Lovey. win. They got there. Dan Campbell's got a good goatee. But this true. is Detroit. But this is a Chicago thing. What's that, comrade? Okay. Who's this dad? <laughs> all right. All right. Dad. All right. Easy What's with that. that term? Thirteen-year-old dad. <laughs> these days, man. Come You're on. very this defensive is, of your dad. In this well, climate? yeah, he's my dad. On, <laughs> Charlie. Yeah, he's my dad. He really clammed up. I've never seen Charlie go into such a a tortoise. Uh, what I found out about his dad in the last like half an hour of talking to Charlie. Funniest guy on the planet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. His dad is a, is a roaster. Is a he, roast yeah. master. he told me, like, Bedard isn't going to cut it in the NHL because the WHL is weak or something like that. Like, he's got all these tests. Ask him, where, where's your dad right now? Your dad sounds like he's in, Va- a- he's in Vancouver for uh, Six Nations rugby right now. <laughs> he's just watching rugby. Your dad's <laughs> a hardo. Yeah, he's, <laughs> right. he's, he told us that the way his dad met his mom is that he was a bartender, <laughs> and his mom went up and ordered a, uh, a Bud Light, and he gave him. Uh, she he filled up the glass halfway and said, "The drinking fountain's over there." <laughs> That's how they met. Wow, he is a hardo, smooth hard-o. operator, yeah. hardo Bevins. Wow. <laughs> right? Charlie. That's awesome. It's a great I'm still story. mesmerized by Matt Eberflus's new look. I it's like a nice it. Look, it's right? a good look, good right? Job. I don't it's know if I good. like the quarter zip all the way zipped up. I feel Why like not? you got to let it flow it a, little a little chilly. bit. It was a little I chilly. It. It. it was. It's better than Eric Washington's, uh, you know, kind of half flap down. That's a weird quarter zip, though. That's Whoa, like a, it's okay. got, it looks like that's got a hood okay. on it. That's my point. Okay, which one looks better? I think you, uh, one, two, three. No, one, two, three. Okay, I agree. Because I like the facial hair. Yeah. Facial who, hair on hunt. Yeah. Bears who wore it better. Yeah. <laughs> what, but but Iberflus doesn't have a bear logo on it. No, he doesn't. Is that a sign? No. No, he's too old to no. care about that stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> he just showed up to the press conference. That's a cowardly move right there. He, also, like, a fool's <laughs> he also wasn't his press conference, even though he talked for like 10 minutes. He was supposed to just introduce the guys, and he went on for like 10 minutes of talking about Did how great they were. right quite a bit? No, but the one thing he kept going over is that when he was hiring new coaches for the staff, the, the replacements, he had to make sure that they really loved ball. Yeah. Loved ball. Love ball. Gotta love ball. What if Eberflus <laughs> comes to Indianapolis and he's just got like jet black dyed hair? <laughs> no, that <laughs> would be... Embrace, yeah, embrace the grays, yeah, gray man. Gray is cool. Embrace the grays. There's nothing wrong with gray. Would, yeah, yeah, you, you can't, can't. Tell me can't. about it. Yeah, you can't. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. Wouldn't also, like that, Charlie. Wouldn't like that. Also, if this is just an off-season look, like right now, as Tyler, <laughs> said, Tyler tweeted out, this is an 11-win look. If he shows up week one of the regular season and it's shaved, down to eight. I think he's going to be shaved at uh, the Combine. Oh, I hope not. Excuse me? I hope a not. lot of weird things happen at the Combine. You really think they do that to NFL head coaches there? I know you guys brought like, games for them and everything. You guys are going to do a little manscaping? I know. No. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, coach. Yeah. Drop him. There's a new uh, manscaper sex right here. <laughs> I hope he's not. not. I, I hope he is not. Listen, here's the deal. If you win a Super Bowl, I'll do it for you, okay? Win a Super Bowl and we'll do it for you. <laughs> Could Just you saying. imagine that's the event? Yeah. After the Super Bowl, you guys are on stage. They put up a little uh, a towel around and you have to go and shave. Joe Buck's conducting it the would interview. Be sold out. Chicago all theater. Of a sudden you hear a You know if they won the Super Bowl. Yours. If they won the Super Bowl, you guys would saw at the theater across the street doing oh. that. Manscaping the coach. <laughs> what would you do I would for watch. a bear Super Bowl? I would, I would I'm not watch. saying no, no, no. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be, you would be a, a uh 
You would be part of the uh, the the shaving squad, the, the cleanup crew. Yeah, whatever it is <laughs> with the broom. <laughs> would you manscape a coach for a championship? Depends on the coach. Would you wear it as a new beard for yourself? Oh. <laughs> Cap's got to wear it as a toupee. That's a good question, though. Would you manscape your fo- the coach of your favorite team for can, a championship? Can we get Danny yeah. on this? Can, can he ask the I Bears if we could do this? I cut off a pinky Make toe for Patrick Mahomes. You win? don't think I'll shave a ball? <laughs> what would you call manscaping for what? Uh, for titles. Is there something yeah. there with, like, Super Bowl or trimming the for big trophies. game? Trimming, trimming for trophies. Trimming for trophies. Trimming for trophies. Come on, guys. Trimming yeah. for trophies. <laughs> you said one. You're only going to do one. Well, you got to do, do the other, other one. What do you think we're doing here? You're shaving Wait, the other. Waddle's got the undercarriage? Yeah. Waddle's got... No, I almost said... I almost yeah, said you're going to say the other word. I almost said the other T word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? Seven wins is fine by me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh, this ended strangely. Cap is a hat. <laughs> Why did you say that? Thanks to uh, John Shire and Boog Shiambi. <laughs> Uh, we've got Fleck and Abdallah coming up next. Great work for by Fire. Jeff Meller and Tyler Aki. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. Fire. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Until 8 o'clock tonight here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the show, you can call us at 312-332-3776. All right, Abdallah, it's NFL Combine Week. Lots to discuss. And will this be the week that Justin Fields gets traded? Well, not if you're uh, Peter King. So here's the thing. So Peter King this morning in Football Morning in America, his post, I thought that he was confused. Although the entire day has gone on and nothing has been changed. Well, he retired. Well, no, I know he retired, but he wrote that he supposes the Bears will trade the top pick. Quote, I know nothing, but it seems to be the way the wind is blowing. What I say, the Bears could keep Justin Fields and should and trade the first pick down once or twice. I read that this morning and I thought to myself, wait, what? That's the way the wind is blowing. Who is saying or suggesting that Justin Fields stays and that the Bears trade the number one pick? No one nationally who covers the NFL is suggesting that. In fact, almost everyone exclusively is suggesting the exact opposite. So what does Peter King know? I don't know. Uh, Well, something, right? Because there's two things here. And I think there's there's two hands here, right? One hand and obviously the other hand. On the one hand, he says, I know nothing. He literally says, I know nothing. Yes. But on the other hand, Peter King just doesn't say things. Right. Like Peter King is one of the most respected football journalists in the country. I mean, he's retired now, but still. Like, this is the guy 
that calls up Tom Brady after games. And like Tom Brady is like, hey, Peter, like this is the most respected. And like this isn't hyperbole and you can not like him if you don't like him, whatever. That's your own personal opinion. But he is, first of all, one of the nicest men in the business. And he is one of the most, if not the most respected. And you can see it if you've been on Twitter today. Every journalist talking about him, former athletes, current athletes talking about him as in, in his uh, announcement that he's retiring today. He doesn't just put something out there just as his thoughts. That's what the later in the column, 10 things I think I think, that's where he does that. This was something that was put out there for, I don't know if it was a reason or this is just what he's... he. The wind is blowing in that direction. Well, I don't you, think it is. You can you you can say it right. He wrote he knew nothing or knows nothing, but then says that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. What where what wind? Where are you seeing anything from anywhere that's published suggesting that the Bears are trading out of the first pick and keeping Justin Fields? There have been no reports. Albert Breer last week mm-hmm. who writes for the same a publication who's going to take over the column for him in the yeah. future. He wrote that a plan should be in place for this week for the Bears and Justin Fields. That's what he said. He, the expectation is that there will be a plan in place with Fields and the Bears for this week during the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. No one is reporting or suggesting that the Bears are trading out of one. So you're right. You can say you write that he writes he do, he do, he knows nothing, but then. Why would you add in the line, the wind is blowing this direction? I don't know, Where is man. that coming from? Well, here's, and then he gives, like, I, at first when I read it, I thought, I thought he miswrote it. But then he goes into the trade compensation, and it's like, okay, well, he clearly didn't miswrite it because he gives you trade compensation of what you could get for the first overall pick. So he's suggesting the Bears move back twice in the top 10 picks. So eventually they get down to the eighth pick. They would have the eighth and the ninth pick overall. They would then have the second round picks from Washington and Atlanta this season. And then next year, they would have three first round picks and two second round picks. And that's what you would get for just moving back to the eighth spot. And you'd have eight, nine to select two players this season. Mm -hmm. I get that. He He lists it out. You don't have a quarterback still. Now, I know many people have called this radio station in the last couple of months suggesting that Justin Fields is the guy, and that's the guy the Bears need to build around. He's not the guy. So if you go with the Peter King plan of trading back twice within the first 10 picks, you get all those picks. You still don't have an answer at quarterback for a guy who can lead you to playoff games, to win playoff games, and to get you to a Super Bowl. Well, I think the idea is that the Bears won seven games last year with a combination of Fields and Bajan, because Fields was out for a couple of those wins where Bajan won those games, right? Um, their defense is good enough and is going to be better because you're going to, ideally, with one of those with picks eight and nine in his world, draft an edge rusher, a wide receiver, uh, offensive lineman. You, you get two second-round picks. So you could, with those four picks in the first two rounds, you could go wide receiver, offensive lineman, edge rusher, corner, safety, whatever you wanted to do, right? You could do whatever you wanted to with those four picks. And that idea makes your team better that if you got seven wins and were in it until the second to last game of the season with a small percentage chance to make the playoffs, that 
by adding those quality players, day one starters, by drafting those guys in the first and second round, that you then give Justin Fields a better offensive line. You give him another weapon at wide receiver with whoever it is there, probably Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors. Maybe you add Dallas Turner or Jared Verse. You add an offensive lineman in the second round. You get a center. You're better on defense. Like Saying that can add up to another two wins. If Justin Fields progresses, you know, the games that he gave away, the Broncos game, uh, the Bucks game, like those games where he, his turnovers cost them the game, you know, if the defense plays like they did in the second half, maybe you don't lose some of those games where you have the epic collapses in the second half of those games. And that leads to nine or 10 wins. And that's a chance at a division title or at least a wild card spot. Doesn't that then create the the margin to be successful in the future gets really slim? Like how how frequent is it that teams that rely on defense to get you there are there time and time and time and time again? Usually, when we look back throughout the history of the NFL, those teams that have long sustained runs are teams that have good quarterback play. And, and those quarterbacks find a way to return to the playoffs, to get to championship games, to get to Super Bowls. Like that to me would be the, the I understand you could build up everything else. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be in a spot mm-hmm. where you have a quarterback who is unproven to be a guy who can get you there at the elite level to win games on his own, to not have to scheme up everything, not to have the defense lead the way for you. That, unfortunately, that's to this point through the 33-plus games that Justin Fields has started in a Bears uniform, that's who he is. He's had some highlights. He's had a lot of turnovers. But essentially, everything has to be perfect for him to be successful. And that's why he hasn't really won a lot. And I know that the defense finally improved this year, and he's been playing with a team that wasn't trying to win last season. But when you look at all of it, the, the, the great quarterbacks are the quarterbacks – we're kind of showing up time and time again each and every season in the playoffs and in the different rounds, the divisional round, the championship round. And unfortunately, I don't think Fields is that guy. Therefore, you can build up everything else around you, but then at the end of the day, you still have a quarterback who's not your guy at, at that position. I would much rather get the guy, figure out Drake May, Caleb Williams, whoever it is, mm-hmm. go out and get that guy and make sure that you solidify that position and then worry about building up everything else around them. Yeah, there was uh, one team this year that didn't have a great year offensively, not one of their best years offensively, that had a great defense. They've got one of the best players in the game on defense. They got all the way to the Super Bowl. And then what happened? They have Patrick Mahomes. And that's why they were able to win the NFC, the AFC Championship game and able to win the Super Bowl. Like, you can get by with a really good defense, but the X factor is always the play of your quarterback. The X factor is always going to be you need to have that guy. What was everyone saying after the AFC Championship game? I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes again. Not going to do it. Why? Because you have to have the quarterback. Having just a guy back there, which is what Justin Fields is, he's not great, he's not horrible, he's just average, and I can probably argue below average in most categories that you can't, that's not successful. Sure. You can get to the playoffs. You can win a wild card spot. You can win the division maybe, but when you're competing with Jordan love, 
who had a great second half of the season, when you're competing with the Lions offense and Jared Goff, who had a great offensive season, with we don't know what's going to happen with the Vikings, but Kirk Cousins has had great seasons the last two seasons. You can't, you have to keep up with the firepower that is in the NFC North. And Justin Fields so far has not been able to keep up with that firepower. Let me ask you this. We talk about the margins being smaller when you're you're a team that doesn't have an elite quarterback. You got to win with defense. You got to do all the, the little things right to, to, to really get far in an NFL season. The team that I, I would point to, and we've kind of pointed to this team for a couple of years now, in comparison to the progress for Justin Fields to another quarterback. And that's Jalen Hurts. Last year, the Eagles had a great roster with a great defense, great offensive line, and Hurts had a great season. They almost won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They got there. They didn't win it, but they got there. What happened in this last season? Their defense took a step back. And what happened to the team? It took a step back. And Jalen Hurts wasn't good enough to make up for all of that. And I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. So when you decide to pay Justin Fields, if you don't draft the quarterback in this year's draft, and you're going with this idea that Fields is our guy and we're going to build up everything around him, we're going to have this great defense, there's no guarantee that that's going to stick around. The Eagles defense in one season went to a defense that couldn't stop anyone in the air. Yeah. Free agency hits, injuries hit, and boom, yep. their defense is no longer the vaunted defense that we saw from two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. You need the quarterback to lead the way because if that's the case, you're a team that misses out. You're a team that loses early. You're a team that struggles for the final couple months of a season. And I, I think that's what we look at this entire situation. And, and seeing earlier today, Peter King writing in his football morning in America, he supposes that the Bears are going to trade the top pick. He writes, I know nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. The Bears could keep Justin Fields and should. That's crazy to me. 312-332-3776. What do you think about that? Peter King is suggesting the Bears keep Justin Fields and trade the number one pick. Your thoughts now. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Sherman and Chatham, you're on ESPN 1000 talking bears. What's up, Sherman? Hey, guys. You know, uh, here's the thing about Justin Fields that yep. I think if th- these two things would have happened, the whole offseason conversation would be different. We are forgetting as a city that Justin Fields led two game-winning drives. The problem is he was thrown to a rookie receiver who fell down in the end zone, and he had a field goal kicker, which missed the kick. But I'm also going to remind you know, uh, you know, remind those who have forget forgotten this piece. He's had three offensive coordinators. We all know that. And all three of them have been fired. But I think the most interesting thing, in addition to them all losing their jobs, none of them were hired to be an offensive uh, play caller for any other team. That's how bad those guys were. That's how bad those guys were at developing young quarterbacks that no one in the league said, 
we want you to come and work with our guys. Well, that's that's not true. Luke Getze got the offensive coordinator job with the Raiders. Oh, I I thought he was a quarterbacks coach with the Raiders. No, he's no, the offensive, he's the offensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. Oh, and but, Albert Breer said to Cap and Jay Hood that a lot of people in the NFL believe that it was wasn't a system problem and it was a Justin Fields problem, which is why the Bears hired a guy to essentially run the same system. Well, I will say this about that: you could find six guys to take either argument who says. Because if the Bears thought it was a system problem, yes, he wouldn't have been the one fired. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a little bit of someone had to be the fall guy, and I think that's that's what took place there. Thanks for the call, Sherman. Appreciate you. Was he he was suggesting the Denver game? Is that the game where the field goals missed that that Fields drove them down? What game is he talking about? Well, in the Denver game too, didn't he also fumble the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was a pick. It was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Fumble recovery for a touchdown that put the game away essentially. Also, like two game winning drives is not many game winning drives. Yeah, no, it's not, Charlie. That's a that's a good point. Uh, Strong eye by you to to see that there, Char Char Dog. I agree because what is he? He's had three. In his career as mm-hmm. a Bears quarterback, he's had three game-winning drives. One of them was against Minnesota on the road this past season, and yeah. the two others were earlier. Well, and remember that Minnesota— One of them, one of them was uh, the Texans game, right, which was a, a, essentially it was a Roquan Smith interception yeah. that the Bears then put into field goal position for, for the field well, goal last and, year against the Texans. And people complained and wouldn't stop complaining about when I was defending Luke Getze for the game plan against the Vikings— and saying, oh, well, they only threw 95 screen passes. That's not good enough. And I go, well, they won the game. And Justin Fields made the one throw when he needed to to get them into field goal range. Okay, cool. Like, that's fine. But, okay, so now that's now that game is okay. After the game, when I said it was okay, it wasn't okay. But now that game is okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. No one's here to yell at you about that today. You sure? Yeah, I'm not. I'm yelling. Someone's yelling at me in my head. I know. That's an, that's an everyday thing, though. It is. <laughs> Joe and Schaumburg, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I, I called just to, just to kind of make a point with Justin Fields, you know. Whatever he can do or was going to do, he's done it. And the thing is, like, I don't think the Bears' offensive line is the problem or has been the problem for the past three seasons. Do you really take a look? I mean, he's a tax on those guys. They're sitting there while he makes a decision, and they're getting crushed and and, and thrown to the ground, and whatever you can do to hurt those guys in the extra two seconds that he holds on to that ball, I mean, he's basically discounting the whole offensive line while he makes decisions, and hopefully he gets lucky when he does it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he holds on the ball way too long, and that that's one of those conversations, Joe, and thanks for the phone call that we look at. The, the stat of sacks mm-hmm. goes to the quarterback. I know that we can judge an offensive line for how many – sacks they give up, how many quarterback pressures they give up, uh, all that stuff. But essentially, a good quarterback will get the football out of his hand. Now, you're not necessarily always scoring. You're not always doing everything. But a good quarterback is going to at least live to play another day, get rid of the football, dump it off, uh, something high completion to a running back, whatever the case may be. You just don't take the sacks, and that's something Justin Fields hasn't been able to avoid. Yeah, I, I think that some sacks are a quarterback stat, right? Like, I don't think all of them are. There were times when, in the last two years, especially the year before this one, where the ball gets snapped and Justin Fields has two defensive linemen 
all over him, right? Like without even moving, you know, like, like it's, there's certain sacks that are quarterback stats and certain ones that aren't. And I think this year more so they were quarterback sacks than the year before. Because the line was better. I just don't like the idea that you're giving the sacks to the line and the quarterback has nothing to do with that. Yeah. I don't like that. I I watched Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Mahomes was magical in the playoffs. I know he's the best quarterback in football. Mm -hmm. But the reason why the Chiefs took their game to a whole nother level in the playoffs, Mahomes avoided taking sacks against good defenses. Yeah. Their run to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl was the hardest run a team's ever had to win a championship, the caliber of teams that they faced. And Mahomes was able to get the football out of his hand in a timely fashion. We'll continue talking Bears football with you. It's NFL Combine Week. It's Black and Abdallah. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.